0: Episode 11 of Entend is back, TV Joe and Flags, Uh, what's going on boys? But first, I gotta mention something, Uh, we said last week that the Avs and Red Wings would screw one of us, so we'll find out later in Battle of the Buds who they did screw, and we all know who they did screw, so uh, we'll get to that at the end of the episode, but first we'll start off with some news, Uh, whichever one of you guys wants to mention it, go ahead
1: uh yeah so there's some been some more coach firings this week on top of the three that already happened in the past few weeks so we have uh jim montgomery got let go by the stars due to unprofessional conduct on monday but he wasn't fired for abuse or racial abuse or physical abuse of a cor- of a f- current or former player and th- this story's kind of been under wraps like no one really knows what happened with Jim Montgomery and why he was fired,
0: like the players didn't even know.
1: Yeah, the players had no idea. Jim Nell basically like went into the dress room and said, "Okay, yeah, like he's done now." And they're like, they didn't really know how to respond. Like it's just, it's so confusing.
2: It's kind of a shame because the stars have been doing pretty good this season too. I was surprised a little bit how how well they're doing right now. They have forty points. They're fourth in the Central Division, which is higher than my expectations. Uh, heading into the season, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what what's going on. I don't know if they're gonna release the full story or what happened. But obviously, it's not too
0: serious. I hope. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Well, they don't have him going into the Winter Classic, which uh, they're hosting this year. So, and yeah. if Laviolette starts to go off the rails, which the the Predators are doing right now, uh, they might not both have a head coach going into the Winter Classic.
2: So. There's a lot of coaching news that has been yeah. popping up in the NHL. Lately. Coaching
0: carnival, I'm telling you. It's,
2: it has. It's
1: crazy this year. And then the other uh, coach firing, this wasn't really a surprise, but this was purely a hockey-related <laughs> decision. And It was Pete DeBoer getting fired by the San Jose Sharks, who have been honestly terrible this year. They have not lived up to expectations at all. I think they've lost like five or six straight now, something like that. Their goaltending is easily the worst in the league. And uh, so DeBoer gets replaced by Bob Bugner. So his whole coaching staff got fired. They hired Bob Bugner. I don't know if it's permanent or interim head coach. And then uh, and then on his coaching staff, actually, they include former strikes goalie Evgeny Nabokov, which was pretty cool. Maybe he's like the goalie coach. He could help fix Martin Jones and <laughs> Dell or something. Maybe he can strap him on and go back in there. I don't know. They've been so bad, that goaltending tandem, for two years now.
2: I kind of like this move, Um, but I was a little bit shocked because Peter Peter DeBoer, he kind of, he was doing well, like if you look at his track record as a coach, he made the playoffs the last four years, every year that he was head coach for them, Mm -hmm. he was really good, he has a really good uh, junior record, or junior um, resume as well, coaching coaching resume, sorry, Um, but I was a little bit... Shocked, I guess they've been doing poorly, and that's why they made this move, and maybe they were just waiting for an excuse to get rid of him and this losing streak is the reason why they booted him, uh, but they, they should uh, aim for something higher than just making the playoffs for once, and I think that's what they're trying to do. trying to win. They a better to that
0: roster. <laughs> they just signed Carlson the long term burns on long term. like this, this team's ready to win now and it's obviously not ready to win now because they're losing and Their goaltender literally can't make a save, and he'll be mentioned later by someone uh, with the plunger. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll move on from the coaching. It's been a hot topic in the NHL. We'll move on to something that uh, is a hot topic, and we talked about the offseason. We kind of predicted uh, the rosters in the offseason in uh, late August, I believe, for the 2021 World Cup, and that ain't happening anymore. So uh, Jerry Bettman came out and said that the World Cup of Hockey will not happen in 2021. Uh, There was a quote that he said, there isn't enough time to get it done. So that means we will not be seeing Connor McDavid and uh, Sidney Crosby lacing up the skates together or Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, the brother duo for the United States. If they were to do a team North America again, they're not going to be on the same team. But if they weren't, we wouldn't be able to see that as well. So sucks. But again, he said there isn't enough time to get it done. So I don't know what that means, but
1: so dumb they always flop on this stuff like and now they're saying like since they're not doing it because there's not enough time even though it's been five years it would have been from the 2016 one to 2021 apparently that's not enough time to organize a two-week tournament Hmm. um they are thinking of doing one in 2024 and 2028 so that would mean in 2024 it'd be eight years after the last international best-on-best tournament yeah, which is so stupid, and the league is so dumb for doing this. they have, yep. they're. Just, I don't care if they're losing money. They're even with the World Cup of hockey and stuff. They they care about losing money, going to the Olympics because doesn't benefit them, but it still grows the game, which ultimately will make more revenue for them.
2: Yeah, in the long term. And chain.
1: then you're basically taking away from the fans. Crosby playing with McDavid at any point in international hockey because. By 2024, Crosby would be, like, 36. Like, I still think he'll make the team. But, like, it's not like it would have been, like, now or, like, even in 2018 where they should have been on the same team together if they went to uh, China for the Olympics. So, just, it's a shame, shame. really.
2: Right? Yeah, exactly. It's a shame. I think it's kind of bullshit. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like part of the reason why a lot of players play the game is, like, Obviously your main goal as an NHL player is to win a Stanley Cup. That's what you're aiming for. But to represent your country on the national level, it's something else. Like I feel like that'd just be a, an honor for for any hockey player or any athlete. Yep. Um in that matter. It's like, it's
0: really a shame. Just think about this. The only jersey we could see Connor McDavid putting on for Team Canada is the World Junior jersey. Yeah. Where he was unanimous to make that team and now we're never gonna see him put on an international jersey for Canada like that's crazy because that that needs to be done like you, you need to see Conor McDavid put on a team Canada jersey it's like it's an issue it's a
1: big it, issue
0: Very it really big. is issue. imagine and having, they, they're not going to the Olympics 100% no they're
2: not no, 100% they won't
1: that's the problem too <laughs> it's Uh-oh. just
2: it's it's unfortunate that the NHL season like the winter Olympics is smack center of the nhl season like the nhl has to take a break i think that's a big thing too because they have to put uh, their season on pause that's probably a big reason why the nhl hates sending their players to the olympics it's really unfortunate though
0: but i mean the olympics has been in that time frame for like i don't know 20 years forever yeah like and so now, now this guy decides to like oh now we don't want to play in that it's going to stop our league we're not going to make money but money 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 Wow, yeah.
1: The thing it that sucks. really screwed up their decision was Tavares tearing his ACL in 2014. Yeah,
0: that was, the, that was the worst.
1: That was honestly one of the reasons why, because the Islanders were in a playoff spot and they basically fell apart because he missed the rest of the season. Yeah. And the owners and the GM got pissed, and then that's kind of like what started it, I feel.
2: Yeah, and I could imagine that that GM meeting that year got messy. Yeah,
1: they're probably like... like You basically just ruined our franchise player. You missed the playoffs. The guy tore his ACL. Well, Bettman
0: probably turned him and said draft better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then who'd they take in that draft? Michael Del Cole. And where is he?
0: (laughs) Shit. Who the fuck is that guy? (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so. He's stripped overall. Yep. Hasn't done much in the NHL. Um, There's another winger in the talks of trades. We all know who it is. It's Taylor Hall. Uh, He missed last game versus the Colorado Avalanche. He was a healthy scratch, I guess you can say, for precautionary reasons, which I doubt was precautionary because he's involved in trade talks. We already know that. Elliot Freeman, Darren Drager, uh, Pierre Lebrun are tweeting about it. So he's missing a second of a back-to-back versus Arizona tonight. Uh, Where do you guys feel and where do you guys think he'll end up before uh, all these trades get down and nitty-gritty? So where do you think he's going to end up?
2: Colorado for sure. They have the cap space. They have a team that they're going to be playoff contenders for sure, no doubt about that. They're going to be cup contenders too, I think, especially if they sign Taylor Hall. That'd be a huge addition for them. I think they could seriously make a cup run if they end up signing him.
1: Yeah, definitely Colorado. Like I know they played them last night in Colorado. I was kind of
2: expecting
1: him to be traded mid-game and then just walk over to the Avs dressing room and start getting his jersey stitched.
0: Yeah, honestly.
2: Honestly, so was I, to be honest. Like, when I found out that they were scratching him for that game, I thought he was going to get traded mid-game or something.
1: Yeah, I was expecting it. But apparently New Jersey's desperate because they just want to get something back because if you go closer to the trade deadline, then his value goes down because you have him for less games. So unless they feel that, like, say he gets traded to Colorado, they can sign him like what they did with Mark Stone in Vegas, then they're pushing for that right now.
2: Yeah. And now, I think, would be a good time for Colorado to acquire him, too. Uh, because yeah. I think, like, so let's say Taylor Hall does get traded today to the Colorado Colorado Avalanche. From now until the All-Star break, that's kind of like his, his icebreaker. Like, just getting new introduced to the team, introduced to the players that he's playing with, everything like that. Getting used to him. Found him. And then from the All-Star break to the playoffs, that's crunch time. That's one. Like, everything will be normal to him already. Like, he'll adapt to the team and the situation. And, and then once playoffs come around, that's prime time. That's when I think they could do damage. So I think now would be a perfect time for to go to the Avalanche. I hope he goes there. I think he will. Right now, yeah. I was looking on Cap Friendly. Colorado Avalanche have the third most cap space, current cap space, over 10 million cap space. That's a lot of money, man. Mm hmm. And what do you then, think they you would think give would... up?
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So I was thinking it has to be one of their young defensemen, like not a, obviously not Makar and stuff, but like I was thinking like Timmins or Byram. Bowen Byram, I think his name is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It, I would yeah.
1: assume it would be have to be one of those two defensemen for sure.
0: Well uh <laughs> If they're going with Nashville's tactics, they're gonna want like third line grinders. Like who's that guy? I don't even know who got traded. Like some Davies yeah. guy. I don't know. Yeah, I remember
2: yeah. who you were talking about. Yeah.
0: But uh, they're gonna they're gonna want a lot because Taylor Hall won won them the Hart Trophy, got them on his back to the playoffs, and he's one of their best players uh in the past like five years, so they're gonna want a lot from him and uh I was gonna ask you something else, but
2: what was i going to say You think they're going to give up a lot of like how what do you think what do you think the trade would involve like other than players
1: i would well, say if- the first maybe
0: yeah the first would be late though cuz i think colorado would uh yeah <laughs> hopefully uh progressed onto like the second round and third round yeah um I-, I would have to be young players i would say like the guys like new hook uh, Tyson Yost, JT Comfort, like guys like that, roster players maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, Taylor Hall's going to cost a lot. We're just talking about Colorado because we think he's going to go there. But
2: yeah, uh, yeah, we are.
0: I, I I like what New Jersey's doing. They're they know they can't get a deal done during the season, and they're not going to risk going into free agency at the end of the year. Only like two weeks to get the deal done when uh, good old Darren Ferris, his agent, uh, wants to negotiate deals. And New Jersey, I think, is doing the right thing. If you can't get them signed, might as well trade them, and they're going to do that. So
1: They also realized that their team is god-awful.
0: Yeah, now they realize that. <laughs> Even you know, though everyone, I expected them to go to the playoffs.
2: I <laughs> did. With all that I roster. Did. I really predicted, I think we all predict, predicted them to crack a playoff spot, I think. You know what another team, like, I don't think they've really talked about in the media, another destination for Taylor Hall. Maybe the New York Islanders, because they're a team that kind of, we've talked about them lots on this podcast before, they're very like, kind of, like a system-oriented team. They stick to their system really well, and they lack firepower up front. Like, Barzell's a great player, Josh Bailey's not bad, Uh, Brock Nelson's pretty good, but they don't have that one superstar. I think maybe the Islanders could be in talks right now with with, uh, the Devils, too.
0: That's underrated. Maybe. And they
2: they have the cap space as well. They're right under Colorado for most cap space in the league. They're they have over nine mil, almost ten million in current cap space.
1: I think they got to yeah. sign Barzell after this year, though.
0: Yes, they do.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that so would be a big we'll thing. We'll
1: see what, what what he's getting because it's it's interesting because the way they play, no one on that team really gets that many points, but you can obviously see like Barzell like if he was kind of let loose, like he wasn't his rookie year, he could pile up the points probably, but just the way they play, so his point totals don't look that good. Yeah. So realistically, like, what would he be asking for? Because he's like, no, he's capable of getting 80 points because he did it. But, like, since Trotz came, his points have gone down a ton. But, like, he's obviously, like, the best player on that team, I guess.
0: Yeah, we could all guess and try to do the contract, but... I think with the contract and money we're talking about, like I think any team trying to get Taylor Hall is going to ask like to do an extension because I don't think you want like four months or five months of Taylor Hall in your lineup because I think you're going to want him long term. But when, if he goes to market, dude, that guy's getting like over ten, over ten mil for sure.
2: We've yeah. seen
0: players do it, and we've seen Lucic get six mil. Okay, where this guy's not getting like seven mil. Hey,
1: Lucic so. is on fire.
0: Yeah, he has like three goals in the past four games.
1: Atta boy.
2: Yeah. All right. And, uh, Joe, you're going to Las Vegas soon, correct?
1: Yeah, two weeks tomorrow.
2: Because I might, if Taylor Hall gets traded to the Avalanche, I might just have to give you twenty dollars to place on uh, place, huh? Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. Because I really <laughs> like it. I know. I don't know what the odds are right now, but they were paying sixteen to one to win the cup just a few weeks ago.
1: Well, if they no. get Hall, probably got like triple or double, I would say.
2: Well, no, the odds would go down for sure. Yeah. But still, seriously, could win a cup this year. Yep,
0: yeah, there's serious consideration. Yeah. I was
2: watching them last this week, actually. I was watching them. They played the Flames on, I think it was on Wednesday night I was watching. They played them twice this week, did they not? Or no? No, just once. Sorry, yeah, just once. Uh, but I watched. It was on Wednesday, I was watching him and fucking McKinnon man looks really good. He looks like Crosby when Crosby was in his prime, but better. <laughs> yeah, Almost Crosby, better. Yeah.
1: I was high on Colorado going into the year.
0: We
2: were all we were all high, man. Yeah, yeah. we were.
1: I just I don't know, like I just thought like what if they signed like Ranton in, which they obviously did, and then even with the injuries, they're still like a basically a top of the central division. They lost yeah, they got- two parts of the first line. For like a couple weeks each. And then McKinnon just carried them. And then McCar is amazing. They're getting good goaltending.
0: Yeah, Pavel
2: Francis, man.
1: Oh, that guy. He's doing
2: he's doing alright, man. Yeah, he's doing he good. He stood man. on his
1: head uh the other day or the other week. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, bef-
0: yeah, before we get into our awards, we got something to mention that we didn't mention last week. Uh Fl- Flager wrote this out uh about some players returning home. Flagger you just read that.
2: Yeah, we had Phil Kessel, the current Arizona Coyote. He returned to Pittsburgh last or two weeks ago. Uh, and during that same week, we had Artemi Panarin returned to Columbus for the first time. Uh, and Bobrovsky also uh, played Columbus in that same week. Paddy Marlowe returned to Carolina, even though he never played for the Canes. <laughs> and then P.K. <laughs> Subban returned to Nashville. That was a big game, too. There was a lot of players that were into to uh their their former cities of their former teams, so that yep. was a big thing in the news that we we kind of missed last week.
1: I think the reason we kind of didn't mention it is because Subin went to Nashville on the Sunday so the day after we recorded, so he decided to just hold off and mention it on uh, this episode,
2: yeah, you're definitely right about that. And there were, I think there were other players that ended up playing their former teams within the last two weeks, but they're, like, smaller players, like, uh, I can't think of one right now, but I know that there, there's definitely more than yeah. just what we named off here. But yeah, let's probably. let's move on here. Let's keep the episode progressing. Let's move into yep. our awards, what do you say? Yeah, let's go. Sure. Sure.
1: All right, Thomas, as always, start
0: us off. Yeah. You know, thanks, host Joe, uh, for that uh, encouragement. Uh, I'll start nice with the hard hat of Joe. the week. Yeah, <laughs> I'll start off with the hard hat. Uh, plays on my fantasy team. Artemi Panarin has been absolutely a stud for the Rangers. Uh, that contract is looking pretty good because he's putting up the points. He's putting up the goals. And in this past week, he recorded five goals, two assists, one power play goal, two power play assists, one game game winning goal, nine and nine shots on goal. Uh, this also included a four point night versus San Jose which isn't very hard these days to do on Thursday. And he recorded a hat-trick as well in that game uh, for the bread man. His, his two goals, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Martin Jones, what are you doing? Like he was swimming and he put it like five hole. And it was like, oh man, I, I felt really bad for Martin Jones, but he, we all thought he was going to really step up this year and he hasn't. And Artami Panarin has stepped up this year with that new contract in uh, in uh, Broadway. So. Congrats, Artemi Pernarin, and hopefully he keeps it up because he needs to carry my fantasy team.
2: Thomas, obviously you forgot about my hard hat. Or no, sorry, not my hard hat. We, I think Joe and I wrote an article about top five players of the month, and Martin Jones was on there. So I don't know what you're saying, man, about Martin Jones and hey, well, how he well, hasn't he stepped has up been this year. He's awful th-
1: since December 1st, okay, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in December he
2: <laughs> has, but this season, like, he's been... Okay, I guess. He's going He's through his sports worse right than okay, now. I think. Anyways, quick promo here. If you haven't seen that article, go check it out on the breakdownsports.com. Quick <laughs> plug in.
1: Quick <laughs> plug.
2: Anyways, my hard hat of the week. It's going to a, a player on my fantasy team, similar to Thomas. Uh, Sebastian Aho of the Carolina Hurricanes. He has been a beauty this past week. He played three games. He has five goals, two assists for seven points game. He had a hat-trick and a five-point night versus Minnesota last Saturday, uh, when we actually recorded our last episode. And he's been scoring in all situations. He has one short-handed goal this past week, two power play goals, two even strength goals, so that's kind of neat. He's averaging, was averaging just over 19 minutes per game. Not too crazy, but uh, obviously enough to get the most out of him. So that's my heart, Bashanaho.
1: He's been really lighting me up the last couple of days too in our matchup for fantasy. So that is a very good pick for the hard hat. And I'm going to go with another, uh, I guess, sniper who's been on fire this week. And Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning in four games. He has six goals and one assist. And half of those goals are on the power play. He also has one game-winning goal and 16 shots on goal. So he's averaging four shots on goal the last four games, which is absurd. And he's just been on fire for Tampa, who've won some pretty big games. They beat Florida. They beat Boston this week. So they're they're kind of climbing the Atlantic Division, which has been kind of terrible this year, even though it shouldn't be. But it's going to be interesting who's going to get in, who's going to not get in, because the Metro, there might be five teams coming out of the Metro, which... I don't think any of us thought would happen this year. Hmm. We all thought five would come out of the Atlantic. So Yeah,
2: we did predict that. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> I think we all predicted that. I think we and... all
1: did, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next uh, 50 games or so.
2: Yeah, lots could change. There's still lots of season left. We're about, mm-hmm. what, like over a quarter? The season oh, yeah, left? we're
0: Almost like
1: 30, 30 games in. We're, it'll be like halfway by Christmas or so.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Well, that's that. Then that's crunch time for the NHL. Yeah, and once
1: January hits, like you got to start picking it up, I guess.
0: <laughs> and I would know Stamkos is on fire. I versed the guy who has him. So uh, yep. shout out to Marinucci there. Marie. Yeah, he scores every damn game. Like,
1: he does. He has. He scored twice, two goals in two games. I mean, so in out of those four games, he scored two goals each in two of them. All right, how about our plungers of this week? Who wants to flush it?
0: You know what, I'll flush it. I think this guy has been the biggest. So, uh, yeah, noise effect, flush that toilet for me. All right, yep, I I mentioned just like five seconds ago, this guy really deserves a plunger, (laughs) and it's Martin Jones. What the hell is wrong with this guy this year? And I'm sorry for like, I know he was doing hot in the month of November, but he did. Year, he didn't really spend. He's just been a disaster in the net for the San Jose Sharks. He can't be consistent. And his last five games, he's lost all of them. And he's letting 20 goals in those five games. He has, he's let 84 in the year and has let 20 in the last five. So the math is <laughs> shocking to me. And besides his nine, four nine, three, four save percentage versus the Preds, on December 10th, Jones has not high, had a higher save percentage than 874 in those last five losses. So Martin Jones, I thought he was really going to turn around this year because you couldn't get much worse than last year. He hasn't gotten better. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Even Aaron Dell, his freaking back up there hasn't been good as well. San Jose needs to get it together. Hopefully the firing of Peter DeBoer can help. It didn't help against the Rangers on Thursday, but going forward, I think Martin Jones has to be the San Jose Sharks' best player and may get some rest because I know Aaron Dell is starting tonight for the Sharks. I forgot who they play, but Martin Jones needs to step it up because this team needs to be in that playoff spot with all these contracts and great talent they have.
2: All right. I like that one. Not really because I was high on Martin Jones heading into December, but obviously he hasn't been (laughs) in recent form. Um, My plunger, I think um, I'm going to give it to the the Boston Bruins and. Tuukka Rask, because they're on a five-game losing streak right now. I know we've praised the group so much, especially this season. But recently, they they haven't been doing well at all. Uh Rask has not won a game since December 1st. He lost two games this past week. He got pulled on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators, where he led in three goals on 23 shots. It's pretty pretty brutal. And then... The Bruins went on to lose that game five to two. Then he lost three to two against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it was on Thursday night. Yeah, so Thursday. he hasn't he hasn't been too sharp. His last three games, he's had a .886 save percentage. That's pretty freaking brutal. One overtime loss and two regular um, regulation losses. He has not been doing very well. Recently, and neither have the Boston Bruins.
1: Both are very solid picks. (laughs) And I'm going to... We've mentioned the San Jose Sharks a lot in this episode. And I'm going to pick one of their (laughs) most long-tenured players who just reached his 1600th career game uh, on Thursday, I believe, or Wednesday. And he's only the 12th player in NHL history to do that. And it's my boy, Jumbo Joe Thornton, (laughs) who has zero goals on this year which I didn't realize until probably 10 minutes before we started recording I saw a tweet about that 1600th game and some guys on Twitter were saying how many goals does he have this year and then some guy responded with as many cups as he has which is zero (laughs) (laughs) which is ruthless because Jumbo Joe's a hall of famer obviously but still zero goals on the season he has 11 assists in 34 games that's just not good enough that's a big reason why they're struggling. He's just I know he's 40, Marlo's 40. Like the one of the reasons also the sharks are not doing that well. Is they're basically rostering two 40-year-olds who are clearly over the hill and cannot produce anymore. <laughs> and they're rostering them expecting them to produce and they're just not doing it instead of having like someone who's like in their 20s kind of flying around out there. They just They just, like, have no gas left in them, unfortunately. And I think this will both be their last uh, year in the NHL. Um, I don't think the Sharks are going to, unless their goaltending improves, which I don't see happening, I don't think they're going to get to the Stanley Cup final or even win it this year. So, Jumbo Joe, you deserve this plunger. You've had a great career. You're slowing down, unfortunately. But that beard is beautiful.
0: Yeah. Jumbo Joe, man, zero goals. Like he's not even helping offensively. Besides the <laughs> Zero goals on the season. Yeah, that wraps up what you, or not what you say. Fuck. That's the next segment. That this wraps up uh, the Golden Plunger Award. We'll move on to what you say by Jason Derulo. Say it, Jason. What you say. All right, we kind of switched things up before the podcast. Me and Joe. Uh, he wants to take his boys' uh, <laughs> quarter of the week, which is pretty funny. I'll take uh, Joe's. Um, This is Drew Doughty talking about fighting in the game of hockey. So listen to what he has to say.
2: I know that that's kind of making its way out of the league, but when you see a safe one happen like that, and just the energy that it brings the team, how much does that help the momentum? Yeah, it can't make its way out of the league. Um, We we need fighting. I know people don't like it, some some of you, but uh, then you're just gonna have all those meatheads running around, little guys uh, being rats out there, and that's just the way it's gonna go. So uh, we need fighting. Uh, People need to be able to protect their teammates and themselves, and um, yeah, when it's safe like that. uh, and no one gets hurt that's the best
0: I mean just just to kind of pivot on what drew duddy just said there in this quote um, I'm pretty sure you guys both heard the quote he said I think I was two nights ago and I my standpoint is I don't think we need fighting the word need is very um, bolded there I don't think we need it but it helps to have fighting because it prevents players going around just slashing and getting too many two-minute penalties there it allows um players to kind of take out their anger on other players and fight them to protect their players as what Doughty said. What do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, I think fighting is a part of hockey. It needs to stay I'm okay that fighting doesn't occur as often as it used to in the NHL, but I think that it's a part of the game. It should always uh should always be a part of it and it's it honestly fighting sometimes could play a part in like change of momentum during games yeah. and things like that. So I think you you need to keep it in the game. You can't just get rid of it.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's a part of the game. And this week especially we had two heavyweights.
2: Yeah. yeah. Between
1: one was between Chara and Tom Wilson, which was awesome. That and was the a great next, fight. Yeah. And then the next night Chara fought Pat Maroon, which was another heavyweight, and Chara won both of them. But, like, it was just great to see. Like, Charo's 42 years old. He's still dropping the gloves out there. Yeah. And just there were, that, like, two heavyweights.
2: That fight with Maroon occurred less than 30 seconds into that game, too. That was freaking crazy. Yeah. And Maroon uh, didn't really, like, he he was in the fight for a little bit. But Charo's arm, like, his, his reach is just so yeah. long that he just yeah. took Maroon down. And Maroon just got tired eventually and fell. Um, but I think there's a little bit of history there in that fight because of the Stanley Cup final last year, obviously. Mm-hmm, yep. For sure. So that's probably why that fight happened. But no, I think fighting definitely is—it needs to stay in the game. You can't just get rid of it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> okay, anyways, that's enough talk about fighting. Uh, I guess I'll move on to my quote. Uh, and my quote of the week is Brett Ritchie. Unfortunately, we don't have audio on this. I wish we did. Uh, I know. I I really wish there was, but I think it was one of those interviews where there was like, and yeah. like a, a media member was just kind of like talking to him like, in the rink or something. Like I don't. It obviously wasn't recorded or anything, which is really. Un- Anyways, so Brett Ritchie was talking to some reporter. I forget the guy's name. I have him, on Twitter though. Um. He mentioned that. He, I think he was. I'm assuming he was asked about his team's recent struggles, and then he said something about uh, how it's an 82 game season. We weren't going to go 80 and three or whatever it was, and his math is a little bit off there. I don't Very know if off. you caught that, but <laughs> an 82 game season. He said we weren't going to go 80 and three. That would be an 83 game season. So I, I found that kind of funny, and a lot yeah. of players on Twitter were ripping on him for that. He's uh, gotten wow, into too, too many day. fights.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that head man. What the heck's going on in there?
2: Oh, Anyways, man. that's my that's my quote of the week. I thought that and was. I pretty wish important. we had audio, man. It yeah. would be ten times better if we had audio yeah. on it. I agree, but that could have been the Yeah, no, man. Give me Park quarter quote of the year. Oh, I that's
0: think. true. And the fire. Give me fire that's my fire. favorite one.
2: Where's <laughs> the freaking Christmas videos, by the way? I don't know when are they Pittsburgh They go have out? not released them. I have not seen one NHL team release their Christmas video. Or no, That's I think so there was stupid. one too. One team did release. Them. I don't remember who now, but it wasn't the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I want to see Malkin in this video.
0: <laughs> yeah. So all right,
2: Joe, let's get back on track. Yeah. You, you take it away. All
1: right. So my quote, as I stole from Thomas, because I really wanted to use it. It has the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, Shea Weber, and on Tuesday versus Pittsburgh, he scored a wraparound goal, which like basically never happens for him. You'll never see him that deep in the offensive zone. And then he so he scored to make it I think three one in that game. So after the game, he was asked like, when's the last time you scored a wraparound goal? And this is what Weber had to say.
2: Can you describe the goal you scored tonight? Uh, I don't even know blacked out is that your
1: first is that your first wraparound goal
2: since i played nhl 95 probably
1: (laughs) however actually he did score a goal five years ago with the predators as his first goal of the season it was a very similar goal i don't know who it was against but he did score a wraparound goal so it was technically over five years ago
0: (laughs) nhl 95 that's (laughs) funny man at least he was a gamer back in the day man shea weber does not look like a gamer
1: well, apparently he was playing NHL twenty with uh, some other Hobbs the other day, and he had no clue what was going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that on their YouTube? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I love their YouTube. Their YouTube's funny. That's funny. I, I, you I guys, was, uh, what, that was what you say.
2: Have you guys ever played NHL ninety five?
0: No, no. You never. have
2: to, man. It is one of the most fun games, especially when you have, a couple of tokens and. It's fun, man. It's a good time.
0: Never, never played all those old games. Not going to lie. Yeah. I swear
2: it's impossible to score on a breakaway in, in NHL 95. You're well, going like, figure it out. Pixels
1: going up the ice. Yeah, and literally. you can't,
2: like, geek or anything. Like, it's literally, the only controls are skating, the um, joystick, like, to move, passing, and shooting. And then on defense, you have hitting, and I think poke checking might be one. That's it. All the control. It's yeah. a great game. I think you guys should uh, get into it. It's probably hard to find now. No, oh, yeah,
0: it's probably it's probably like two bucks in the store, but it's probably probably hard to find.
2: Probably. Anyways,
0: okay, move on to Battle of the Buds. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the episode that some of us got screwed by the Red Wings and some of us got screwed by the Avalanche. We'll mention that right now. But first, we'll get to our historic week which we had someone pick four games. Uh, That person can go and mention that right now.
2: (laughs) Yep, so if you recall from last week, or if you didn't listen to the podcast last week, I accidentally picked three games, but one of the games was uh, from this current week, so we ended up switching things around. So last two episodes ago, I would have picked two games from that week, and then last episode, I picked four games from this past week, uh, if that makes any sense. Anyways, so I, <laughs> moral of the story is I picked four games this week, and I went two and two. The Bruins upset me this week. Uh, <laughs> no, they, they haven't been doing me. good. And, man, speaking of the Bruins, my NHL 82-game challenge has not been doing well either. I'm on like an, I think I'm like one in eight, no, or one in nine in the last ten or something like that. That's so I've ridiculous. been struggling with the Boston Bruins, obviously. Yeah, the Bruins upset me this week. They lost to the Sens, the Jets upset me this week, they lost to the Red Wings. Predators beat the Devils, and then uh, the Avalanche beat the Devils on the 13th. And Thomas, you went 2-1, you had the, the Jets beating the Red Wings, that was a very good pick, solid yes. pick. The Avalanche beat the Flyers, and then the Ducks lost to the Kings. Joey, you went 2-1 and two. One as well. You guys are tied with a 17-13 record right now. Yep. The Penguins beat the Red Wings, which was last Saturday. And then you ended up being the loser. The Flames ended up beating the Colorado Avalanche. You guys both picked the Avalanche uh, on their back-to-back games. Thomas had the Avs against the Flyers, who won. Played the Flames and lost. That was an upset there. But the Flames, you know what? They've been looking so no surprise really there yep uh and then the capitals beat the bruins for you so congratulations guys you guys tied for the best week yep so that brings us to i'm 15 and 15 on the season right now i'm even at least thomas you're 17 and 13 and joey that brings us to this week's picks
0: yeah what i was gonna mention like why do you have a okay you're gonna do that game
2: yeah, okay, so this is going to be a close game, I think, but I think for my first pick of the week, I think the Arizona Coyotes are going to beat the New Jersey Devils tonight. Uh, the Devils are playing on a back-to-back road trip. They were in Colorado, Colorado last night, yeah. and they lost 3-1. to So I am I think the Coyotes, they've actually been surprisingly decent this year. I wasn't expecting a decent season out of them, but, yeah, they've been doing good, so that's why I'm taking the Coyotes Devils tonight. And then I'm taking the Capitals to beat the Blue Jackets on 16th. And then the Bruins to beat the LA Kings on December 17th.
0: All right, then I'll start with my picks. I'm taking the Lightning over the Sens on December 17th. The Avalanche over the Blackhawks on December 18th. And then the Golden Knights go into Rogers Arena versus the Canucks. I'm taking that on December 19th. I'm taking the Golden Knights.
1: And for my picks, the Kings are visiting the Penguins tonight. I got the Penguins winning at home. Then on December 17th, I have the Ducks visiting the Flyers. I have the Flyers winning that game. And then on December 20th, the Leafs visit the New York Rangers. And I have the Leafs winning that game. I would have picked the one versus Detroit, which is Saturday. But I I think we're going to record before then. So I'm not picking that game. Yeah, true. So I picked this one instead.
0: Oh, maybe that's a sneak peek for next week. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> good old Michael Hutchison will be getting the start there. Probably. Who
1: knows, man? They might just put Freddie in there.
0: Honestly, probably a better idea. <laughs> All right, we finished Battle of the Buds.
1: Wait, wait! Before we go into my into our new segment, okay? I just wanted to bring up a few, uh, kind of topics we haven't talked about. So th- I think this was on Thursday. Did you guys see that Niagara Ice Dogs
2: goal? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oof. Yeah,
1: yeah, I just you know what I actually shed some light on it.
2: I didn't see it to be honest with you. I heard about it and like I, I kinda Yeah, don't like, watch it. I've seen highlights, not yeah. highlights of it, but like the news headline of it on like websites and stuff like that. But I haven't actually seen what happened. So what happened?
1: Um so basically it was like a two on one or something, and then they shot it and so they one guy, um I don't know who they were playing, but he crashed into him with his skates up. Like he just oh, like they fell yeah and it cut his leg like obviously cut an, a massive artery in his leg and he just a pool of blood just formed in like three seconds in the crease like it was just red so the trainers came out as fast as they could good on them Yeah, and they got the stretcher out they got him out he had to have emergency surgery. From what I heard, he's doing okay. He's recovering, but that could have been like a career threatening or life threatening uh, accident there. So yeah. they actually suspended that game. They canceled the rest of the game. And, and they, they guess,
0: suspended this weekend.
1: Yes, they did. So Niagara's not playing this weekend at all. Well, obviously, wow. it's a very tough scene. Um, I don't know his, ex- I don't know his name. Starts with Tucker this. Tynan or something? Yeah, Tynan, yeah. Starts, I knew it started with a T. 17 years old. I think he's American, actually. So this is his first year in the OHL. And yeah, like, it was just a very serious accident. It was good for the first responders to to respond so quickly. And they basically, I guess, they basically saved this guy's life. Yeah. This kid's life. So I just kind of want to talk about that. And also, did you guys see that? Um, so Tim Thomas got inducted into oh, the yeah. U.S. Wait, wait, sorry. Before
2: before we talk about this, um, do you guys remember Clint Malarchuk when he got escaped BF, and he got cut in the BF. neck? Well, like I yeah. don't think we were live when that happened, but no. seen the highlight of it. That that's probably very similar to what happened to this guy in the on the Niagara Ice yeah. Dogs. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I think uh, okay, the knew- like
1: Malarchuk is way worse because that that was horrible. It was a knack.
2: Apparently, apparently, it hit it cut his uh, jugular vein, and I'm pretty sure that the trainer of the team that he was playing for at the time mentioned that if he didn't hold, like on the way to the hospital, the trainer was holding his vein together so like some blood could kind of get through the vein, but obviously not all of it was because it was cut. Um, yeah. But apparently, if that trainer didn't hold his veins together, then he would have died on the way to the hospital. Like he wouldn't have that, even survived. Yeah. That's that was definitely pretty...
1: worse the worst one I've ever seen.
2: For sure. Anyways, good to hear he's doing okay.
1: Yeah. So I so back to the Tim Thomas. So he was inducted into the USA hockey hall of fame uh, this past weekend or I guess this past week and he was kind of doing the media rounds and we kinda haven't heard from him in a long time. He kinda had yeah. some controversial views about Obama and whatever. So they interviewed him and he's like, he stepped away from the game for multiple years because he couldn't talk to his family. He had like brain damage from playing hockey. And it was just like, he got very emotional. Like, he was crying about it. And it was just like another, like, serious type of conversation. But like, I just kind of wanted to mention it because yeah. of how significant it was. Yep. Because he, he did win the cup with the Bruins in 2011. He was like, He's arguably one of the best goalies in the league for, like, two years or three years there in the, like, 2010s. And I mean,
2: he won yes, two like, two Cups too, right? Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, one Cup. I think one. Was there yeah. only one?
1: 2011, yeah. And he won Conn Smythe. So, yeah, like, it was just, like, yeah, because I was kind of thinking, like, we haven't heard from Tim Thomas in years, and he basically said, like, he lived by himself. Like, he kind of sectioned himself off from society because he, he didn't want to talk to anyone about, like, his struggles, which is pretty serious. Yep. So yeah, yeah I'm glad that you, that.
2: I'm glad that you brought those both those topics up. Yeah, too serious. Because matters. there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of times on this podcast where we talk about so much in such little time, and we, most of the time we miss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So talk about we the, don't always like the real things, right?
2: Yeah, we don't always cover all everything in the in the. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because we would have missed that if you didn't, Joe. So, thanks.
1: No problem. Yeah, Thanks to host Joe. I'm not the
2: host.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, n- yes, you are. Right now you are. No.
2: Don't Promise, make you the host. you've been the host since day one.
0: No. why? Why is Joe the host right now? I'm not the host. I just oh, want to mention
2: that. No, he's saying that you're the host of this segment. That's why I think. That's oh yes, okay, that's yeah. what he's getting at. You forgot oh, your own segment. By the oh, way, by the time segment. this episode, by the time this episode gets released, check out the graphic that I made for this segment because it is freaking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll I'll finish it by the time this episode gets released. So I'll post it on the Twitter account.
1: All right. So I'm just gonna have my Nana cue the music.
2: Let's go on. Let's, let's,
0: let's hear this hot take.
1: Alright, so this is the second, uh, I guess, second time we're doing Joe's Spicy Meatballs. And obviously, TV and Flags don't know what I'm going to be asking them because it's not in our notes in the document. But the spicy meatball that I have for this week, it's, it has a lot to do with some some of the things that we've been talking about this episode. And it's... If the San Jose Sharks don't get it together soon, they're gonna blow up the team.
2: Oh, yeah. how so what do you guys think about that? Hundred percent.
1: Whether that's trading Joe Thorin, Marlowe, maybe trying to get rid of Brett Burns, Martin Jones, they're gonna blow it up. Like, if they don't get it, their shit together.
2: Are you talking about this season or? Yeah,
1: this season.
2: Okay, so this season, yeah. Like, I I think this is the best team that they're gonna have and it's not even a great team this is the best team that they're probably gonna have for the next five years because after this season patrick marlowe's gonna retire or most like like i'm assuming he's gonna <laughs> yeah. Joe thorne he's gonna retire that's two of your top nine forwards right there that are not going to be in the roster longer The San Jose Sharks have no cap space right now to sign any players, to replace those players. So that means that they're going to have to probably make some wiggle room, maybe call up a couple guys next year, something like that. So in the long term, I think they're fucked, to be honest. I I don't think... They're not going to be a playoff team in the next five years, I don't think. But this season, I think they still have somewhat chance. Like, they're not, like... Looking terrible right now. Obviously, they just got rid of their head coach. They have a new head coach now and coaching staff. So that's going to be a bit of a change. But there's still time to adapt for that. Still lots of season left. So I don't think that this season's necessarily over. But I think that fuck. In-
0: okay. Um. For me, I would say no. They're not going to blow up the team this year because. I am not saying they're going to pull a St. Louis Blues. I'm not saying that. But the Blues were very patient in keeping all their players last year when everything in the news was trade Alex Petrangelo, trade Terry Senko, trade Jaden Schwartz. None of those happened, and then they end up winning the cup. I'm not saying the San Jose Shirts will win the cup, and the storyline will be the same as the Blues, but you have to be patient with all the talent these guys have. Because you have Evander Kane, you have Timo Meyer, you have Luka Couture, you just named captain, you have a great defensive core, and. The goaltending has been a question. He has to figure it together. I think he has. He's the puzzle piece that has to figure it together, or this team will blow it up. But I don't think they will. I think they'll be patient. I think Doug Wilson's smarter than that. I think they have a lot of faith in their new coach, Jonathan Bob Pugner, who coached in the NHL for the Florida Panthers a few years ago. So, yeah, I don't think they will blow it up this year. But, yeah. I, I I, I do see them still making the playoffs if they could figure their crap. You think together, they're going to make the
2: playoffs this year?
0: If they can figure it out, yeah.
2: That's like I'm. I mean, I'm not saying their season's over, but I think they're going to be borderline. Like, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. They honest. have a good
0: team. They do have no, a no, but team. look
2: at look at their division right now. Look at how far behind they're. Okay, they're not too far behind from the Coyotes, who are first in the Pacific. But you have in that division, you have. Edmonton I think they're gonna make playoffs I don't Calgary I think they'll make playoffs Vegas they'll make playoffs and then in the central like they're gonna have to battle for a playoff spot with some central division teams to make the wild card and like the central division has some good teams too so I I don't know if they're gonna make playoffs I, I don't think their season's over I'm not saying that but I think it's it's gonna be a a long shot for them to It's gonna be a
0: dogfight, but I I just think that this team is too good not to battle for a playoff spot. So yeah, that's my answer.
2: Long term though, I think they're fucked. Like <laughs> I, I really do. They have no cash space. Actually, okay. no, but if if Jumbo Joe though and Marlo retire, they're not on their cap anymore, are they? No. So that does cause. Well, how many years left do they have? Well, Jumbo Joe, I'm looking right now. Jumbo Joe, his contract becomes a UFA in 2020, 2021. Yeah. And then where's Marlowe? Marlowe becomes a UFA in the same year, actually. But Marlowe's contract is nothing, anyways. 700K. <laughs> All right.
0: That was a good spicy meatball. I
1: like that one. Yeah, they got tons of work to do there. And my, this is my take on it. So if they, I, I kind of agree with Flager, but. I think, like, if they don't make the playoffs, say, like, they miss or whatever, I don't think they're going to miss, but, like, say if they do, what's? why isn't Doug Wilson going to get fired? He's been there for, like, 20-something years almost. They've got to one cup final, and they've, I don't know, they haven't got the job done. It's kind of like David Poyle in Nashville. Yeah, so that's went what I going to gonna one, say. Went to one cup final during, like, 20-plus years. They've been, like, Consistent playoff team, but they haven't got it done. And then I think a, a big loss was they decided to re-sign Evander Kane and Eric Carlson, then Joe Pavelski. And that leadership in that room, I think, really affected the other members of the team, like Burns and Couture. I think they would have rather had Pavelski stay than I wouldn't say they rather have Pavelski over Kane. because I don't know like how the locker room dynamic is, but maybe they're missing that leadership and like Pavelski was there for like 15 years almost. So that kid has something to do with it. And of course them locking up Martin Jones and he's been God awful the past couple of years now. So I just don't know how long maybe Doug Wilson might be on the hot seat as a GM there.
2: Yep. I don't know why you guys hate Martin Jones so much, man. I don't know. Just look at his stats. Tell me.
1: me He's the reason they lose games. Yeah like one good
2: like, month. Yeah, but are you talking about this season? Yeah, like Oh, even last remember, season they had good. the
1: lowest save percentage out of all playoff teams and they still somehow made the conference finals because like the rest of the team played amazing and they got lucky. Yes, they
0: did versus the Blues, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but how <laughs> yes. about
2: How about those seasons though where he freaking he was good? Like, I don't yeah, I don't know, can't good sleep anymore.
1: on him. I don't know. I okay. just he's not yeah, I guess. he's not a I don't know. I just don't look at him as like a good starting goalie. I just never have.
2: I'd still they say like, he's better than some starting goalies in the league. Yeah, for sure. for sure.
1: But like he's getting paid like five million, and he has under nine hundred save percentage over the last two years. Like that's yeah. just not getting it done
0: on San Jose. <laughs>
1: yes, on San Jose. Yeah,
2: that is true. I am looking at his stats right now. Last year, his save percentage was point eight nine six. Like that's but before terrible. that, he was over nine hundred.
1: I know that's why. Like just the last two years, he's really been like killing them. Slowed that's Slow down, I man.
2: Yeah. But still, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know. Like I don't love their team on paper, to be honest.
1: They should be a lot better than what they are.
2: Well, Joe Thornton though, he's not a second line center, and I'm pretty sure he is a <laughs> second line center on their team right now.
1: I don't know. Carlson has not fit in well there, and they already signed him to the long-term contract extension. Yeah, he has six there. career goals with San Jose, so that. And he had
0: nine in his last year with Ottawa. Yeah. he has not <laughs>
1: been the same since that playoff run.
2: No. Yeah, I don't
1: know at all. Well, he was
2: suffering from injuries a lot too, though, right?
1: Yeah, like he hasn't been the same since then because he had that, like, shaved off a part of his heel. Yeah. Then he had groin issues last year. This year, he's got a decent number of points, but like he still only got three goals. He had three goals last year.
2: It's just it's crazy to me that he's making more than Brent Burns and even Couture too,
1: and John Carlson. Look like around the league, yeah. like John Carlson's like racking up the points. Anyways,
0: all right, that was a good spicy meatball. I guess we'll get to the last words. You guys start.
1: Alright, so with the amazing winter meetings of the MLB uh, offseason, all that money has been thrown around by the MLB teams, especially the New York Yankees. Uh, The MLB team at the Breakdown has got you covered with analysis and kind of perspective on all of these contracts that have been signed. We're also doing our offseason review of every team, their worst franchise move and what they need to do in 2020. So that's been coming out. I know the Chicago White Sox are next on our list. So check that out at the breakdownsports.com.
2: I'm going to be releasing, I don't know when yet, probably sometime this week, uh, I'm going to look at the top moments of the decade in the NHL. Uh, So I'll be mentioning things like the 2010 Winter Olympics when Canada won on home soil. Uh, The Conor McDavid era started up in this past decade. So I'll be talking about shit like that um I'll i plan on releasing that sometime this week pretty soon we only have like what two in three weeks on january we're gonna record our next episode er, sorry not our next episode we're gonna record our first episode of the new year in three weeks today yeah so that'll be that's coming quick now. the end of,
0: new territory, man.
2: End of uh, 2019 and the end of the decade, we start of a new decade. So that's why I'm coming <laughs> out with that article. And I think we're at the breakdown sports. We're going to be releasing a multiple um, top moments of the decade for uh, yeah. multiple sports. So check that out if you're interested. Uh, it's a nice little nice um, content. Aside from gambling, because we have a lot of gambling content at at TheBreakdownSports.com. But if you're into gambling, I mean, we have lots of gambling content as well, Uh, especially football. That's a huge thing. We have a bunch of guys that release NFL and NCAA football picks, and they do well with them, too. I I usually tail them, not all the time, but the ones that I I really like, And, and they win me money, so check that out. If you're interested as well at TheBreakdownSports.com. All
0: right. You guys know what I always do at the end of the podcast. Point leaders, goal leaders, win leaders. McDavid's still on top, 57 points. Goal scoring leader, David Pasternak, still on top, 26 goals. And the win leader in the National Hockey League is still Braden Holtby with 16 wins. Right behind him is Freddie Anderson, Connor Hellebuck, and David Riddick of the Calgary Flames. That does it for episode number 11 of End season 2. N10 will be back.
2: Next Saturday. We'll chat then.